Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayez, Shir number 353. We're going to continue in the Sefer, the book of 10 really dumb mistakes that very smart couples make by Rabbi Tzim Schaefer. We're going to talk about the mistake number 5. Uh, before that, he's Magdim, what we mentioned before the Rambam. There's a Rambam in Hilchas Ish's Perk Tezvav. Talks about the Chiyuvim of a husband to a wife and a wife to the husband and he asks a fascinating question and brings a brilliant answer to it. The question he asks is, is, if you look carefully in the Rambam, when he talks about what the husband is commanded to do towards his wife, it mentions two things. Number one, respect his wife more than himself. And number two, love his wife like himself. So it mentions him towards her, husband towards wife, respect first and then love second. When it describes what the wife is to do for the husband or her feelings towards him, he only mentions one of the two. He mentions respect her husband exceedingly as if he were nobility, and does not make any mention that she is to love him. And the question is, is we learned all along that love is a glue in the marriage. For a marriage to be successful, they need to love each other. A wife needs to love her husband. So if that's the case, why is the Rambam not mentioning it at all? Only mentioning that she's to respect him does not mention at all that she's to love him. So how do you explain that? And he gives a really brilliant answer at, that shows a tremendous insight. And, and, and it's really a beautiful answer, which we're going to explain. Now the Pasuk says, it says, Hashem said, it's not good for a man to be alone. I will make a helpmate for him. And young people, a young man, he focuses a lot on the Azer part before he gets married, and he's thrilled, a helpmate. She's, she's going to be at my beck and call. She's going to be like my assistant. She'll help me with all my needs. And that's beautiful. And men make that mistake, and women very often make the same mistake of Azer Konegdai. They think, Azer, that my husband will support me, give me the money, and take care of me, and that's the Azer part. It does not explain the Konegdai part, which is a blessing too, but it has challenges. What does Azer Konegdai mean? So Azer, we said, simply means a helper and a helpmate. The Konegdai is less simple. There are two translations in Konegdai. The Maral explains that the word konegdoi, opposite, has two meanings. And they're both opposite meanings. Number one is konegdoi means mamish opposite. Male is opposite than female. They're, they're totally opposite from one another. They oppose each other because they're very different from one another. That's konegdoi in the literal sense. But the morale explains that the word konegdoi could also mean facing, opposite as in facing. For example, vayichan it says that the Jewish nation faced opposite the mountain, negative the mountain. Now over there, opposite means it was facing the mountain. And the word connect in the Torah is telling us that both apply to marriage and they're both equally valuable. She will be a helpmate to him. Opposite him in nature. She's female, he's male. It'll be opposite. But it'll also be facing him on his level. On his level. Kinegdoi means facing him face to face. She is not subservient to him. 
She is not submissive to him. She's not a second-class citizen to him. She's an equal to him. And there are equal partners in this marriage. And this is true with everything we said. You're going to say there's contradictions to this, the head of the household concept, so on and so forth, the women being even less mitzvahs. All these things don't take away this yesoid, that they may be different, but they are equal in many, many ways, and they're equal partners in marriage. Now, the truth be told, the Torah views it this way. The secular world for many thousands of years have not viewed it this way. And But from the Torah perspective, you didn't need a women's equality movement. They have different roles. The fact that she does not get an aliyah or does not daven for the Ahmed and or is not part of a minion has nothing to do and does not degrade anything from her being an equal partner in Yiddishkeit in certain in many ways, many even more essential. She's a Azer Kinegdai. She's a helpmate facing him on his level. He is she is his equal. The word Kinegdai also means opposite, antithesis, different. Men and women are opposites, so they do things differently. They have different approaches to everything, different perspectives to everything, different feelings to everything. And they disagree on most things. They're opposite in nature. The morale explains the kinegdoi, those dual meanings, means that the marriage is different from any other relationship. If a man and woman would be similar, it would be somewhat easier. They would agree on a lot of things more, and life would be more simple. Or if the man and woman weren't equal, marriage would also be simple. There would be a hierarchy. Parent and child, boss and employee, Rebbe and Talmud. But it doesn't work like that. It is not a hierarchy. Again, it's a big toys. Even if you have parts of it to say with the husband, with certain things, has the achrayis of final decisions in certain matters. But over the overall scheme of marriage, they're not to be looked at that way. The, it's a, it's a, not a hierarchy that the husband's on top and the wife is underneath. No, they are equals, kinegdoi, facing each other as, as, as equal. So the morale explains this, that they're, they're, they're not, they're equal. They're not, there's not a hierarchy, hierarchy. So they're two equal partners. There's no real, real boss. No one's in really in charge. They're a team, they work together. And even if halacha dictates with certain things, like we said, but overall they are equal in the scheme of things in a marriage. They will have different opinions, and, they, and, and to find a solution very often is not easy. So the morale explains Rashi when it says, Ezer Kinegdoi, that Zachef he merits, Ezer will be a helpmate. Loi Zachef he doesn't merit Kinegdoi, it'll be opposite him. It's because they're equal and they're so distinct. That's the way Hashem made it. Either it could be the closest of relationships or it could be a war zone. And the Chazal is emphasizing to deal with your wife very differently than you would interact with someone of your own gender because you feel very differently about one another and about perspectives of things. And one needs to realize this. And he says something when Tien Schaefer, a fascinating thing. He has a, cha- a piece called Selective Amnesia. And this is very interesting. And even, this is true when even when people have sisters, they don't really hop, even if they do have sisters. They forget that men and women are different. When they go into marriage, they like totally forget about that main basic nakuda 
Everyone knows that ba- boys and girls are different, not just physically, but psychologically and emotionally they're very different. But when they get married, it's like amnesia sets in. And he says this is a major problem in a marriage that people forget this and they need to tune back. For example, when a man gets married, he's treating his wife like she's a fellow man friend, generally speaking. I'm not talking about in the physical intimate realm, but in general, they talk. he treats her like, like that, like another one of the chevra. And the women also, they treat their husbands as if they were women. And that holds back marital happiness because you don't understand that your husband or wife is very different. You can't meet their emotional needs by looking at them as if they were, would be in this, as the same gender. And that's very, very important to side. People know this instinctively. They know this logically. But when they get into marriage, they totally, they put it in the back burner. And they need to put it in the front to realize I'm married to a woman or I'm married to a man. Very different. I have to understand their nature and work with that. He says something humorous, but it's very true. It's, again, stereotypical. It's not with everybody. But girls very often... When they're already 12, 13, 14, they have a good sense of what marriage would look like and what they, they form opinions already. But a man doesn't think about it until five years after the wedding. He says this in a jokey way, but very often it is true. Men seem not to really have a concept of what marriage is about. I think in our generation, I think it sort of evened out somewhat that even many women, many girls don't really have a clear concept of what marriage is about. And that, of course, we talked about how the change is necessary for that. Now, there's one Nakuda also that's stereotypical, is so different between men and women, boys and girls, that although there's exceptions to the rules, I'm going to bring it up. He brings it up here, and it's a very, very important point. Uh, He calls it DMCs, Deep Meaningful Conversations. And he brings it, it's very humorous that he says it. One Friday night, his oldest daughter was in 11th grade, and two of her friends didn't come to school that day because they were late last night having a DMC, which is Deep Meaningful Conversations. And they were up till three in the morning talking. They got too tired to come to school the next day. And the Benzian Schaefer, he's relating, he taught many high school boys for 15 years. And if they missed the share the next day, they, were, they pulled their different excuses, but they were never late because they were sharing their feelings till three in the morning with their friends and their inner secrets to each other, hour after hour, deep into the night. That never happened. Agav, I do want to say that if a man is, is, is or, or Bacher has the schuss to have a real close friend, where at times they could talk deep, meaningful conversations, it's one of the biggest brachas in the world. But men generally are not like that. Women form these connections that are very strong, very deep, very real. They're relational beings. Men, I'm talking stereotypical, most men, are sociable. They have friends, they slap each other on the back, but the emotional deep connections are not found among men that much. A six-year-old girl has a best friend, and unless something crazy happens that they gave a secret, they remain best friends for life. And they crave close relationships, and they maintain them. They seek out deep friendships. And um, men also have friends but they ha- it's like doing friends. I'm hanging out together, or I learn together, or I play sports together, or we share something together, but they don't have that deep connection, generally speaking. And it's very, very 
interesting that throughout her life, a woman will seek out close friends to confide and share her life with. It's part of her essence, part of her being. While men may have friends, but their relationships are not as deep and not as close, generally speaking. Again, I would again encourage men, if they find the right person that they could trust, I think it is healthy to have at least one or two best friends like that, as they should have it, because it could do them wonders in helping them in life. But in general, it's not like that. You ask a woman to name her best friend, she'll answer right away. And when was the last time I spoke to my best friend? This morning, yesterday, the day before. You ask a man, you have a best friend, he'll answer, of course I have a best friend. When was the last time you spoke to him? Ah, five years ago. It happens a lot like that, where they feel close, but then they disconnect for months and months on end, and then they come back, they connect, because they're friendly, they're friends, but but it's not the same. By, by a woman, it's a different story altogether. So one needs to understand that when a man looks at her, his wife, needs to understand in that first year of marriage, one of those basic needs is, is she wants to connect with you more than any other human being, more than any of her best friends, and he, she wants a real deep connection with you. Sometimes men don't really fully understand that. They really they think, they, of course they want to connect with their wives too, but they don't think along the same terms like the woman thinks what she wants the connection to be. Then he goes through Shana Rishayna. He explains Vesimach es Ishtoy. And the idea of Esimach es Nishnei is, again, because her, the deepest need of a woman is to be connected to others. And as an adult being married to bond with her husband, it's something that he really, she really needs and wants. And when he focuses making his wife happy, thinking about what she needs, how can I please her? How can I give her attention? How can I know she's special in my eyes? How can I learn more about her? That sets a deep foundation in the entire marriage. When she knows that she is precious to him, she'll be happy in the marriage. She has a lotion here, happy wife, happy life. And it's very, very true. When a woman feels cherished and she feels loved, the marriage will succeed. If, the, if she doesn't feel cherished and loved, then the marriage won't work. The element is important because the turret directs men to focus it the entire first year of marriage. And if done correctly, it sets a foundation for marriage. And that's why I reiterated that you should have a quote-unquote Chanari Shaina, even if you had one, or if you didn't have it ideally, start now and you do that for a full year. You create that Chanari Shaina now. He brings down, as well, from the stipler, in a letter, we quoted this letter when we were doing Chazaring his letters, that the main hope of a woman is to have a husband who loves her. And if she sees that isn't so, it crushes her spirit and it can be close to Pikuach Nefesh. He the core need for the woman is to be cherished, appreciated, and esteemed. You're the only one. You're special to me. If that need is not met, if it's met, she'll feel wonderful and happy. If she's not met, she'll feel miserable. You shower her money and other things, but she'll feel miserable. So that's what it means, make your wife happy. Husband has obligation because by doing so, he's showing his love to her and she needs that love. So based on this, he answers that Rambam. Beautifully, he answers that Rambam. We go back to that original Rambam. Why did the Rambam not say that a wife must love her husband? By the husband, it says you need to respect her and love her. By the wife, it just says respect. 
And he has a beautiful teretz, and I believe it's Emes Lamitai. The reason why the Rambam doesn't specify that a wife must love her husband is because she doesn't need the tzivoy. If she knows she is cherished, she will love him automatically. She craves the relationship. She deeply needs the relationship. And if you prov- if the husband provides her needs, her emotional needs, besides her other needs, but primarily her emotional needs, she will love her husband as it will happen. She doesn't need a tzivoy. She does not need a tzivoy. You know, it's sort of similar to many of the mitzvahs hasei shazman grama that she's putter from, is because, and, and many of Farsham say this, because she has that deep connection. We, as men, are in the outside world a lot, so we need these mitzvahs hasei's to develop that connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By a woman, she's already connected. She's put her from those mitzvahs hasei shazman grama because she's beyond it. She doesn't need it. She has that deep connection regardless. Same thing with brismila. A, a man needs it. A, husband, a wife, besides biologically, not needing one because physically it's not really shayach, but that's manifested in a spiritual level. She's com- she's whole as she is. She's already considered mehila damye. She is already perfected. Same thing over here. She doesn't need a commandment to love her husband. As long as she is showered with those needs being met, though that love will shower towards her husband automatically. If he shows her cyan word, cyan deed, cyan action that she is beloved, she will love him back. And nothing will hold her back. That's why there's no tzivoy on it, because it happens automatically, the love. By men, though, because they don't have that deep connection, beteva, so they, it's not as natural. So they have to have a special mitzvah. Respect your wife and love your wife. He has to work on it. It's not instinctive. By the way, this is something that a wife needs to understand too. Not to get upset where it doesn't come naturally and he has to put his effort into it. You should give him a tremendous amount of credit when he is putting in that effort and working through it. But the bottom line is, is that is the, that is the idea. The idea is, is that when a husband fulfills the needs of his wife emotionally, physically, spiritually, she will love him back automatically as a matter of course. Bracha